Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. The title of my sermon tonight is Come As You Are, and I'm going to read from Isaiah 55, verse 1 to 3, and it says this. Is anyone thirsty? Yes, after that song, I'm thirsty. Come and drink. Even if you have no money, come, take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does you no good? Listen to me and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen and you will find life. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will give you all the unfailing love I promised to David. And I love this scripture. This year is the year of the table. We know that, right? We've got our table up here, which is looking fantastic. I've never had trees on my table, but it sure does look good, right? But uh, this is the year of the table. This year of, of connection, of community, this strong sense of connection and community with one another, inviting each other around the table, uh, either a meal or a cup of tea or soup, or just spending quality time together and inviting people into our lives. And also, you know, spending time at God's table where we can enjoy His presence and spend time in His Word and, and really, you know, get to know God at a deeper level this year. So this is the year of the table. And it's not, you know, like I said, it's not just a physical thing with others, even though that's important, but it's this, you know, this time with God, spending time with God. But as I've been thinking about this, a big problem with that, or that will stop us from doing that, is if we don't feel like we can come to God's table. A big problem with, with uh, you know, that we're facing is we feel like many times we can't come to God's table. You might think that there's too much stuff in your life or too much has happened or you've done too many bad things for God to love you. And so you think, I just can't come into God's presence. I'm not clean enough. I'm not worthy enough to come to God's table. And what we do, we stop ourselves from entering in all that God's got for us. And, and, and you know, as we start to think this, we think we can't come to God. It starts to permeate every part of our life where we think, I can't, you know, be real with God. I've got to fix myself before I come to Him. And we start doing that with everyone else. We start to say, I can't be real with the people in my life. If they just knew what I was really like, they wouldn't accept me. And so we start to change who we are. We put on this act so that people can't get close to us. And as I've been thinking about that, that's going to stop us from enjoying this year at the table if we're not careful. And this is true for non-believers. If you're not a Christian in this place tonight, this might be, you know, I've heard this many times and you've probably heard this before, like all of us, you know, oh, I'm, if, if the church, I can't go into a church because if I do, the place is going to burn down, right? We know that, right? I used to think that for myself. I can't believe I'm going to church. If they knew what I was really like, they wouldn't accept me. Guys, it's okay. Half the front row, half the pastoral team, they nearly were in jail before they became pastors, okay? The police were after them, I'm sure. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe not. I don't know. Ask them, okay? But all of us have issues, right? If you don't have an issue, raise your hand. No, all of our hands are down. So all of us have issues. 
Those that have been Christians for years, those that have just started, those who aren't Christians, we all have issues, yet God still accepts us as we are. And if you're a Christian in this place, and, you, and what does this mean for you? You might think that you can't come into the fullness of God's presence because of what's been happening during the week, how you've reacted to your wife or your husband, how you spoke about that person, that thing that you looked at on the computer, something that's gone on in your life where you think, I can't come to God as I am. I need to fix myself. I need to clean myself before I come to God. And I want to let you know tonight, with this year of the table, it's imperative that we come as we are. It's so important that we come as we are. You don't need to clean up your life before you come to God. You come to Him as you are. And I want to let that sink in for you today. Whatever stage of life you're in, every single person in this room, I know that God can speak to you through this message, that we need to come to God as we are. And this scripture in Isaiah really sums up this message of come as you are. And if you read that first line, it says, is anyone thirsty? Talking about thirsty, I'm just going to have another drink. Is that all right? He says, is anyone thirsty? You know when we had that week of lockdown here for one case of coronavirus and the whole state shut down? Sorry, a bit too political there. We'll stick to the main point, right? But uh, we had a week of lockdown in 40 degree heat with two twins in the house who can't go outside. It was really tough, right? But it was hot and it was dry. And you know when we have those Perth summers where it's just hot and dry and you're just desperate for that Mount Franklin or that pump bottle or I don't know, does anyone have a favorite drink or of water? You know, bottled water is really, really, you know, key, become key now, but you're just desperate for a drink to get that drink. And when I read this scripture, right, I think about this, you know, when you just need a drink and you're so thirsty and I believe that's what our lives are like without God. Our lives without God is where you're midsummer parched, you just need a drink. Without God, our souls are parched and thirsty. And so this is why God knows that and he uses this terminology in this scripture. He says, is anyone thirsty? And the recipients of this letter, the, the, this book of Isaiah was written by the prophet Isaiah. And he's writing it to the Israelites who were exiled. Well, part of this book was written to Israelites who were exiled in Babylon. And so they're out of their comfort zone. They're out from their homeland. They've been exiled to another country under slavery. They're in the hot Arab desert. And he's saying is, this word, is anyone thirsty? Hello, they were all thirsty, right? And all of us are the same. Without God, we're all desperate. We need a drink. Our souls are parched without God. Physically and spiritually, they were like that. And, and God knew that. And they used this question, is anyone thirsty? And here's the reply. It doesn't say clean yourself up and come and have a drink. It says come and drink. Don't clean yourself up before you come and drink. He says come and drink. And it makes me think about when I used to work for my dad. If you don't know, my dad has got a gardening lawn mowing business. And straight out of high school, I applied for a job with him, went for five interviews. He checked all my references. No, I'm just joking. I got the job straight away. He needed someone to, you know, dig holes and stuff. So that was me. I was working for my dad. 
And I remember if you've ever done some physical work or you've got your garden, and I know Pastor Jordan and I are talking about, you know, fixing our lawn and it's hot. And as soon as you get out in there and start digging some weeds, you get dirty, it's hot, you're sweaty. And I remember lawn mowing, tree lopping, pulling out weeds, picking up rubbish, and I was just filthy. Didn't matter what time of year it was, I was always dirty. I had like a tan line but of dirt, right? So I'd get home and I'd have a tan line of just dirt on my legs. And I remember getting home each night from work and mum's got dinner on the table ready. And it didn't matter what I looked like or what I had on my clothes, I could always come and eat at the table. And I want to say, thank you, give a good clap for my mum. She's a pretty good cook. So, But uh, we come... I was able to come as I was, and it gets me thinking about this scripture and about this message. It doesn't matter what dirt is in your life right now, the dirt and the shame that might be on you and on your soul right now. God doesn't say, hey, clean that off before you come to me. He says, come as you are, and he will make you clean. Doesn't matter. Even if you don't have money, this scripture says, even if you don't have money, what, what is he talking about here? Even if you don't have money, what does it mean? Even if you can't afford the drink, you still get to drink. Even if you can't fix your life by yourself, you still get to come and drink. God's grace is afforded to all of us to just come as we are, to eat and dine at his table. We can't actually afford it by ourselves. We can't do anything by ourselves to make us worthy to sit at God's table. Our salvation, it costs God everything. Jesus paid the ultimate price by dying on the cross. He had your sin, my sin, our past sin, our future sin. He had it all on the cross. And it costs us nothing to come in to that free gift of salvation. We couldn't pay the price, but Jesus covered it on the cross. So it's this paradox of buying something without money. Have I got any good wheelers and dealers in the place tonight? Anyone who can kind of snap up a deal and get a good bargain? Anyone here? I know someone on the front row. She's married to me. Her and Pastor Justin. Lisa and Justin are the ultimate wheelers and dealers in Zambia. And if you've ever been to Africa or, or, or a country like that, you know that you can barter anything, right? These guys know, you know, you can barter anything. And if, you know, you can get gypped and you can get really ripped off or you can get a really good deal. And if you know anything about Pastor Justin, he is hilarious, right? He walks into the supermarket and thinks that the price tags are an asking price from the shop. I'm like, Justin, no, you can't barter on milk. He's like, no, Pastor Liam, you can. I'm like, it's all right. He barters everything, right? But he, you know, I find it so funny. They can buy without money. And it just doesn't seem right, but, but they can do it. But I'm not gifted in that area, right? Anyone else just not gifted at those awkward conversations? I'll, I'll just pay the price, right? Even if it's wrong, I don't want to go back because I just want to get out of there. And so I'm like that. But, you know, they, this meaning, buying without money, in a spiritual sense, it means we're re receiving salvation by grace. We don't do anything by ourselves. We just come 
as we are. We're receiving something good for free, especially when we can't afford it. And God is saying, come and take it for free. And that's the reality of this scripture. That's the reality of this message tonight. We cannot do anything to get in right relationship with God. We need to just come as we are. And that's my first point tonight. Jesus is asking us to come as we are. That song has wrecked me, eh? I've never been so thirsty preaching on a Friday night or in Zambia. I don't know what it is. You know, although this phrase sounds great, come as you are, you know, it's not actually found in Scripture. You can't go, oh, I just want to find that Scripture that says come as you are. Different translation, it's just not there. If you find it, please let me know. That would be great. But through all my looking, I couldn't find the Scripture that says come as you are. So you might be saying, well, why are you saying that that's what God is like? But If you look at other scriptures, the Bible has got so many different messages that imply the same meaning. They imply this same meaning that we can come as we are and that God loves us and forgives us. If you look in Isaiah 1.18, God offers this invitation for all of us to come. Even though our sins are like scarlet, what does that mean? They're red, there's so many to count. Even though we can come like that, God can make us as white as snow. If you've got a lot of history, if you've got a lot of baggage in your life, it doesn't actually matter to God. Come as you are and He can make you clean. Revelation 22 verse 17, this is this open invitation. Come, whoever, whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Come as you are. And in the Gospels, Jesus doesn't require people to clean up their lives before they enter into a relationship with Him. He's not about fix your life and then you can come to Him. If you look at the woman at the well, this woman had five previous husbands. This new guy that she was with wasn't her husband. And Jesus doesn't say, hey, go make things right. He says, come as you are. He offered her salvation. There's a woman caught in adultery who's brought before Jesus. He says, go and sin no more. And I uh, looked at this tax collector in Luke 19. Jesus said to this guy who was despised by everyone in that time, and Jesus says to him, on that day salvation has come to his house, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. All of these are examples of people who came as they were to Jesus. He forgave them and said, go and sin no more. And it's the same for every single one of us tonight. No matter what stage of life you're in, we can come as you are. If you're a believer, come on. If you're a believer in this place, and like I said, things have got a little bit messy and you're a little bit ashamed of what's been going on in your life, you don't have to change and fix the problems. You come to God as you are and He can start to change you from the inside out. And if you're not a believer in this place, if you don't have a relationship with God, I was just the same as you 19 years ago. Like what Pastor Jared said, I knew nothing about God. My very first time in a church was this church. And I gave my life to Jesus. And I didn't know everything. I didn't have to clean up my life. On that night, August 9th, 2002, I made a decision to come as I was to God. And He's totally changed my life over this past 19 years because I came as I was. And you have that same opportunity tonight. You don't have to know everything. You can just come as you are because everyone is invited to the table. Everyone is invited to the table. Drink number four, come on. 
My, my second point is this, just wrapping up soon. My second point is this. Even though you can come as you are, don't stay the same way that you came in. Come on. Even though you can, you can come in as you are, everyone is welcome. Just don't stay the same way you came in. What do I mean by that? Come as you are in our culture today can sometimes be misinterpreted, misunderstood to kind of say, I can come as I am and do whatever I like. And that's not what this scripture is meaning. You know, we can think we can take the grace of God and turn it into a freedom to, to do whatever we want. But that's missing the point of this scripture. That's missing the point of this, this meaning of come as you are. Philippians 2 talks about God's grace. And God's grace isn't this just this like unmerited favor. You know, sometimes we think, oh, God's so gracious to me and that he would allow me to come here. That's true. But God's grace is his dynamic power for you to live the life that he's called you to live for you to change and walk in to the life that he's got for you. And it says this in Philippians 2.13. It says, For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. So when we say this word grace, yes, it means God, you know, graciously gives his love to us. But God's grace, he graces you to overcome. He graces you to become a good parent. He graces you to be a good student. He graces you to be a good friend. He graces you to say no to that sin and the things that are holding you back. His, he graces you to move to Africa to plant or to lead the church in the right timing. He graces you in every season if you would allow him to do it. Come on. So God loves you just as you are, but he loves you way too much to leave you that way. His plan is that you would listen to him and that you would find life. If you would listen to him and find life, that's what this scripture in Isaiah is talking about. In verse 3, it says, Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen and you will find life. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will give you all the unfailing love I promised to David. You know, when you sit at God's table, when you take a moment to just sit and to be in his presence, to come as you are and to make a decision, I'm not going to stay the same way that I came in. When you make that decision and sit at his table, he can start to grow you, to change you, to mature you, to take you from theory into practice, to help you, to grace you. And if you make that decision tonight to come as you are, he can help you start that journey. We can't do it by ourselves. As a 14-year-old kid, I knew nothing about God. I didn't know how to live a Christian life. I thought it was all about rules and do's and don'ts. But as I started to come as I was and, and sit at God's table and sit in his presence, he started to change me and mold me and shape me in good put good people around me so that I could walk in to everything that God had for me. I couldn't do it by myself. I couldn't do it by myself. I needed the support, the love of the church around me. And I want to encourage you, it's about that tonight. You know, this, this scripture, you know, that I'm going to share soon is, it talks about how we can't do life with about do's and don'ts. You know, the, the Christian life isn't about don't do this, don't do that. So when I say come as you are and don't stay that way, I'm not saying follow a set of rules. 
I know many of us have been burnt out by that idea. And if you're not a Christian in this place, you think, oh, church is just all about following rules and doing this and doing that. I'm here to say it's, it is not that. It's about a living relationship with God where you can just, again, come as you are and He can show you things about His character and how much He loves you and the incredible plan that He's got for your life. And because I, I read this in Scripture, so many people we see across the world, everyone's about rules and religion and do's and don'ts, and it just doesn't work. It burns people out. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, it says, Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? What does it say? Come to me. Come as you are. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. As you come to God as you are, as you surrender, hang on, big word there, surrender your will to His will. As you humble yourself before God or try to humble yourself before God, He can change you and help you become all that He's called you to be. Not with these heavy burdens and these rules and these do's and don'ts, but come to Him as you are. Walk with Him, work with Him, and learn the grace to grow and change into all that God's got for your life. Amen. Does anyone want that? Come on, the band can come out as I'm coming to the end. But my last point is this. Is this helping someone tonight? Is this good? That's my last point is this. Everyone is invited. Everyone is invited. There is not one person in this room who's not deserving of God's grace. God made it available for every single person. There wasn't, oh, if you haven't done this or if you have done that. No, all of us can come to God as we are. You're, everyone is welcome to join in this incredible relationship with God. Like I said, it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter who you are, what your background is like, what you did today on the way here, what you've done this week, what you're going to do next week. All of us can come to God as we are. And we're all invited into this incredible relationship with God. I just shared a little bit before. I remember coming in as a 14-year-old kid. Some people know this about me. I, I'm pretty much as local as they come to this church, right? Like if you think, I, was, I grew up in Heathridge, like three minutes away. I was born in Joondalup Hospital. Like I grew up in a non-Christian family. I had, you know, nothing, no knowledge about God. I grew up knowing nothing about, and, and not that it was, it, it was said it was bad. I didn't have good or bad about God. I just didn't know about that. But I remember coming in, to this church, seeing Pastor Jared on stage dancing and singing. Pastor Jared used to dance and sing on stage like I did tonight, right? It was awesome. But I remember just coming in and thinking, what is going on here? And, and just listening to that message. I still remember it. There was a pastor from New Zealand who came and he shared these funny stories. And I just remember listening and he said at the end, this is for everyone. So there's not one person in here who isn't welcome to come and to accept this free gift of salvation. Doesn't matter what, you, what you've done, what you know, everyone can come in and allow God to change them. And as I've started to, you know, kind of, I learned that day one, come as I am. And as I've started to put that into practice, 
Over this last 19 years, 2002, I gave my life to Jesus. Next year will be 20 years that I've been saved, that I've given my life to Jesus. And I think about that last 19, 20 years. You know, I got set free from, from things in, in my family that, 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 that could have held me back. I've been set free from those things. You know, I, I've come into God. I've grown up. I've, be, I've gone from a boy into a man. I've, gone, I've got married in this church. My beautiful wife, life, wife, Lisa, we met in this church. We got married. I'm now raising two incredible children who are going to be two next week. Can you believe that? Two twin girls who are in the creche, absolutely loving it tonight. Moved to Zambia, packed up everything. We moved to Zambia four years ago. And four years ago is when, you know, we nearly got arrested when Pastor Jared came. That's a story for another time. But what I'm saying is there's this incredible adventure, this life that God's got for you. And it all starts with the decision to say, I'm going to come as I am. I'm going to come to God as I am tonight. And in a moment, I'm going to give you that opportunity to pray a very simple prayer to get your life right with God, to accept that free gift. Why do I say that? Because it doesn't cost you anything. I remember my first night, that pastor from New Zealand said, he said, if you come and, and make this decision to get your life right with God tonight, it costs you nothing. If, it's wor- if it works out to be true, or sorry, if it works out to be wrong, then you've lost nothing. But if it works out to be true, you've gained everything. If it's wrong, you didn't place a bet. You didn't put money down. You're not investing. You're just coming as you are. If it's wrong, it's wrong. You lost nothing. But if it's true, you've gained everything. I thought they're pretty good odds. I'm going to give that a shot. And I remember August 9th, 2002, I made a decision to come out of my seat and walk down the front and say, I want to invite this Jesus into my life. So right now, maybe if everyone could stand to their feet. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us and special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.